Hey y'all, I know I mentioned before that my parents listen to my podcast. In fact, my dad reminded me of that this past Saturday, but I think I'm pretty safe with letting y'all in on a little secret that I'm keeping from one of my nuggets. Uh, The Fandemic Tour is coming back to Houston this fall, and I'm surprising one of them with tickets to go. We're both pretty big Marvel fans, so I was totally on board with securing passes to see the Winter Soldier himself, Sebastian Stan, as well as the Weasley twins from the Harry Potter franchise, because duh, Weasley is our king. Uh, But the good news is that they have payment plans available for these VIP packages, which make them even more budget friendly. Now I just have to figure out what to wear. Ah, Make sure you get your tickets to Houston's Fandemic Stop soon, and now to start the show. Hey y'all, I'm back with another episode of Lay Hot Pair, and this week, it's just me on the mic again. Um, I know I said that I will be dropping an episode with um, a blogger, but things kind of changed, so we are putting a pin in that episode for now, but please continue to send in your questions, um, and as soon as that episode goes live, goes live, of course, you guys will know, but um, I'll let you know before we actually tape that one. So like I said, please continue to send in your questions. Um, I've received a few so far and I have those ready to ask her and everything. So as soon as that one's ready, of course, you guys will be the first ones to know. Um, But as you can see from the title of this one, I, it's called hot takes, like like hot pear, like hot jazz, all that good stuff. So um, I was randomly listening to an old Nelly track, uh, country grammar last week, I think early last week in the beginning of it, he goes, shit. and I think it's great. In fact, I actually might drop that into this part of the episode. Shit. Um, I was listening to that and I was like, you know what? These short episodes, like the one I dropped last week and the one I'm dropping today, that's what we can call those. And I don't want to call them hot shit because... <laughs> Uh, I just don't, but I want to call them hot takes. So like I said, it's a play on the, um, the podcast and blog name and like podcasting. So it's me doing hot talks. Um, there were a few things I wanted to talk to you guys about today. And one of them was not originally on the list. In fact, this first topic was not originally on the list, but I couldn't not talk about it. Um, this weekend, within a 24-hour period, there were two mass shootings. Uh, in fact, the 249th and 250th mass shooting of the year of 2019 uh, happened this past weekend. Um, the first one was in El Paso at a Walmart at a in a part of town that's predominantly Hispanic. And there's no doubt in my mind that the there were racist reasons um, behind the shooter choosing that area, especially in the political climate and social climate we're in now. So there's no doubt in my mind that that particular person, um, this domestic terrorist chose that part of town for a reason. And for those of you who don't know, El Paso, there's a very, very big Hispanic population there. So, um, yeah, he went to Walmart and, killed 20 people and injured 26 more people 
um, and he was taken alive. And I, while I'm all for justice being served and this guy being prosecuted to the extent of the law, it does not, I'm shocked each and every time and not shocked, but pissed each and every time. I don't even know if pissed is the right word. Um, I'm mad that they're continuing to kill. I'm mad that unarmed black and brown men are, and women are continuing to be killed by cops because they're being seen as threats. Uh, when armed, when their armed counterparts are being, I don't know, seen as children. Um, like this guy, when they're like, oh, he's 21, he's a kid, his brain isn't developed yet. Bullshit. Uh, those two kids, those two, and I don't want to call them kids, but I'm so used to the me- to the news calling that those two adults, because they're 18 and 19 in Italy who killed that cop over there. Um, they stabbed him with a blade and the media here is, are calling them kids and their parents are like, oh, my kids. No, they're 18 and 19. They're adults. They're legal adults. Tamir Rice was a child. Like, don't, don't, don't do that. Anyway, um, this guy on Saturday, he, um, went and killed 20 people and injured 26 more people. And less than 24 hours later, someone killed six people, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in Dayton, Ohio, and injured another 26 people. Um, and my heart and prayers go out to everyone, each and every person who was affected by these tragedies, uh, these instances of domestic terrorism. And I mean, you guys, I'm from Texas, born and raised in Texas. And I love gun rights as much as the next Texan. I also do not believe that people, regular civilians should be able to get AK-47s or any kind of automatic assault rifles. You just shouldn't be able to. And the fact that these, the fact that these mass shootings keep happening by civilians who have been able to obtain these illegal firearms baffles me. And Congress is continuing to protect the NRA. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. People say, like, we have all these people saying that they value human life and so they're policing women's wombs, but you don't give a damn about the people who are already here on this earth. I don't get it. Like, your words aren't making sense, period. So, my thoughts and prayers and heart goes out to everyone who was affected um, this past weekend, and I pray that their family finds some kind of peace and understanding in this absolute tragedy. Yeah, this absolute tragedy. Um, another, th- okay, so like I said, that one wasn't in the original lineup of things being discussed, but these next few topics were. So um, I messaged Chavaria earlier this week, and she was supposed to be on this episode, but things happened, so I decided to, you know, kind of get on and do a brain dump myself. <laughs> Um, I messaged her and I was like, hey, there are a few things I just want to, you know, chat about this week. (laughs) And um, one of them was an article that came out six days ago from, it was uh, on ProPublica. I got a notification pushed to my phone um, that there are parents who have given custody of their kids to like relatives and family friends and like 
kids from well-off families uh, so that these children can get uh, financial aid from colleges. And so um, guardianship, like they've given custody and guardianship, they've signed over custody and guardianship of their children to someone else who who isn't as financially well-off as they are so that their kids can get uh, financial aid, like scholarships and um, grants from universities. And I am furious, like absolutely furious. <sighs> One, there isn't enough financial aid to go around, period. Period, point blank. You have kids who are, I mean, you have people like myself, you have student loan debt is real. And you have people who have gone into debt few hundred thousand to earn a degree to better themselves, to get a career, all that good stuff. And then you have families who can actually pay for their students' education um, who are doing shit like this. Are you serious? Like, I get that it's a system, but why would you abuse the system like that? I, 100%, why would you abuse the system like that? Like, are these students not... I don't know. Are they not scholarly enough to earn uh, academic scholarships? Are they not athletes? Or is there no other avenue they could go to to gain any kind of financial aid from the school that they have to stoop this low to avoid paying for their education? Like to avoid paying for their education? Are you kidding me? I mean, and it went hidden for so long. Like, I'm sure this is nothing new. And I'm sure that people are pissed that it's come out uh, because it's going to be that much harder for these families and families who have fought along the same length to cheat the system. Because that's what you're essentially doing. You're cheating the system. You are taking money out of the hands of those who absolutely need it and really deserve it to go to the school. Like, that's the whole... I don't think people understand equity. I mean, I get... Equality is great. Equity is even better. Um, at the end of the day, we push the American dream down down people's throat. We push... We want you get educated, join the workforce, raise a family, pay your taxes, continue to contribute to society um, through your purchases, all this stuff like this. But then you chop people off at the knees with shit like this. I don't understand why someone could do this and have a clear conscience. That is money that can be used to help a first-generation college student. Um, like somebody who is the first generation, or the first person in their family to go to college. So they don't have to take out a loan that they'll be paying for for the next 20, 40 years whatever, because so-and-so wealthy family decided that they, they just didn't want to pay for their, their child's college education. I don't, and th- I don't get it. Like, I feel like this, I'm going to have to touch on that more. And I'm going to, I definitely want to get somebody who works in that field. Um, I have a few friends who are in the, who are in that field. So I definitely want to get one of them on and talk more about that. But, um, when I heard that I was floored, like I sat down and probably read that article twice to make sure that I understood what it was saying. And even then I could not wrap my mind 
around the scheming ways that these people have come to uh, the, the, the scheming ways that these people have to not pay for their students' college education. Like you have people going into debt. Shoot, I have like $50,000 of, of student loans right now. And this was with me getting scholarships. This was with me getting um, grants. This was, I mean, this is with all of this. And they're scheming so that they don't have to pay anything. Miss me with that bullshit. Absolutely miss me with that bullshit. Um, something else that I came across was old girl who quote unquote invented the bonnet, the silk bonnet. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, women of color, black women particularly, wear silk bonnets or silk scarves on their head to keep their hair from drying out, especially uh, women who have natural hair. We need these oils in our hair so that our hair um, stays healthy. Like there are just certain things we need in our hair for it to stay healthy. And a lot of times uh, pillowcases and comforters and stuff like that, the cotton that's in them will dry out our hair. So we sleep with silk scarves and bonnets and stuff like that um, to keep our styles preserved. That's the best way of saying it. Keep our styles preserved. Um, so recently this woman released or claims she invented a silk bonnet and it looks terrible. It looks absolutely terrible. Uh, and not only did she claim that she invented it, but she was selling it for $98. She was selling a silk bonnet for $98 and she was selling a silk scrunchie for like 34, 35 bucks. Honey, I can go to a beauty supply store, not even like a chain beauty supply store like Sally's, but like your regular mom and pop beauty supply store, give me a bonnet for three, four dollars, get a scarf for the same price. And you're telling me that you're selling these things for almost a hundred dollars. I don't know who your target audience is, but it's not, I don't think it, I don't think you have a realistic target audience. Uh, nor do I think that you actually invented this because they've been around for years, hundreds of years. Um, I'm so sick of people using, not even using, but jumping. mm, What's the way that I can do it? I'm sick of colonizers. I feel like that's the best way to put it. I'm so tired of colonizers. Um, black women get chewed out, judged, and absolutely degraded for doing something that their non-white counterparts are praised for. Uh, you get, um, whether it's, whether it's our, our bodies, whether it's uh, our curves, whether it's our hair, whether it's our attire, um, What's seen as ghetto or inappropriate on us is heralded on other, on on, on non-black women. Um, For example, you have the, the curves like, um, and I really don't like to talk about the Kardashians like this, but I mean, at this point I'll, I'll bring them up. So you have women like the Kardashians and their friends who've gotten plastic, plastic surgery because it's not theirs. Uh, to be more voluptuous and to have um, appealing curves while 
girls like Jordan Woods, while calling girls like Jordan Woods ugly or saying, oh, she's fat or whatever like that. What, ma'am? Or the boxer braids scenario. Oh, yeah, well, these Bo Derek braids and these boxer braids, honey, those are cornrows. Uh, and black people have been wearing them since slavery, probably before then. Actually, they have been wearing them before then because they're just a form of expression and a, and a form of, it's, it's a protective style. Like it just is a protective style. So the fact that they'll be, they're being heralded now and like seen as exotic or seen as, um, I don't know, seen as revolutionary on people who aren't black pisses me off because these are the styles that we were getting during the summertime or whenever we wanted to have a protective style because I didn't, mom, mom didn't feel like, uh, detangling every in my hair every time I went swimming, which would happen often when I went swimming or in the summertime. Um, or just a protective style period wigs. Black women get talked about on a regular basis for wearing wigs and protecting their hair. And, it's seen as revolutionary for people who don't weaves. We call them weaves. You call them extensions, but oh gosh, weave have, weave has such a negative connotation. I don't get it. Um, and then we have bonnets. So bonnets are bonnets and scarves. Silk bonnets and silk scarves are are traditionally worn at night. Like they're tradition they're traditionally worn to bed. Uh, because like I said, they keep your hair. They protect your hair from drying out. Um. There are some people who wear them out, like whether they're running a quick errand or whatever like that. Uh, I don't. I try not to uh, unless I am literally going to the drive through somewhere and I don't want to take mine off. And nine times out of ten, if I, that's the case, I have a hat on over it. Um, but it's something that is seen as ghetto if worn out by black women and seen as low class when you and now I have a feeling that that's going to change like I have a feeling that wearing a bonnet out is going to be seen as um on trend like mark my words mark my words that's going to happen I just I'm saying it now I'm saying it August what the beginning of August 2019 it's going to happen <sighs> one that's too much money that 98 bu- 100 bucks for a bonnet too much money. Two, don't colonize something that's been here for years and call yourself a revolutionary. That's not going to happen. That's stupid. Okay. And I guess another, I guess building up on that, um, I was watching, I was scrolling through my Instagram stories probably last week, maybe the week before last. And I didn't realize I was still following someone who, well, I didn't realize I was following some, someone reposted, uh, Kim Kardashian's Instagram story. And I'm not sure if you guys remember this, but she got into hot water recently with her shapewear line, uh, that she originally called Kimono. And there was a lot of backlash from that because ma'am, no, you're not going to, <laughs> uh, you're not going to appropriate. You're not going to, you're not going to be a culture vulture and appropriate something that you have no claim to at all. Um, so as she should have rightfully done, she changed the name of her shapewear line, but by then she'd already, I mean, she had quite a bit, she had quite a bit of product produced. So she's now in the process of, um, not being wasteful and trying to figure out a way to 
relabel all those products. And I get it. I 100% get it. You don't want to just throw things away that have already been produced um, because that is wasteful and it's very harmful to our environment to do that. But where was this concern and where, where was her team when they were actually like going through the process of naming this line? Was no one else in the room to say, you know what, that might not be a good idea. And then she was going to try and trademark it. I mean, I get that that would probably be a good business move, trademarking the name of your company. But ma'am, really? It just Some people just don't think. And I think that's the case with Kim and with the lady who uh, was doing the bonnets. And I, you just don't think. And you don't have friends or anyone who actually gives a damn about you and the culture that you're trying to appropriate. Because there should be some kind of checkpoint in this before you get to the point of rolling out to the production line. There's got to be a checkpoint. Why is there no checkpoint? Right? I can't be the only one who thinks this. Um, so yeah, so I, Kim's in the process now of relabeling things and all that. And I get, I think she's, I don't even know if she's even come up with a new company name. Um, but I, I, I mean, I won't be buying it. I'm not a fan of shapewear, period. I'm, I'm the type to wear clothes that are just comfortable to me. And I get that certain things or certain items look better when um with shapewear but those are just certain clothing items that I just won't wear I don't I'm not a fan of shapewear uh so I wasn't I don't think I was going to purchase it anyway but after that whole controversy of her not only appropriating a culture that's not hers but then try to trade trying to trademark that word um I definitely wasn't gonna I was not gonna do it at all I'm not a fan of the Kardashians and the Jenners Uh, And I mean, I get their hustle, 100% get their hustle, and I'm not going to knock their hustle because they work hard, but a lot of the shit that they do gives me, it makes me sick. Like it just 100% makes me sick. Um, And speaking of things that make me sick, the final topic that I wanted to talk about today was uh, Leela Rashawn and uh, her, her scum of her husband. So for those of you who don't know, Lila Rashawn is one of the it girls from the early 90s. I mean, she was in a lot of black movies in the early 90s. She was in Boomerang. She was in, I think she was in Boomerang. I'm pretty sure she was in Boomerang. Um, I know for a fact she was in uh, Waiting to Excel. Like she was in a lot of movies in the early 90s. And she was gorgeous. I mean, she is gorgeous. She's always been gorgeous. Great smile, dimples. I mean, gorgeous actress. Um, and recently it came out that her husband cheated on her with Nicole Murphy. For those of you who don't know, that is Eddie Murphy's ex-wife. So, um, they claim, or they, there were paparazzi pictures of them kissing in some tropic island or in some tropic area uh and they initially claimed that they initially claimed that that was just them greeting each other that's just the way friends greet each other they've been family friends for a long time and blah 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 i call bullshit i don't care how close i'm to my and i have very close friends who are males i'm not greeting them by tonguing them down like that's not that's not how that works i'll greet them with a hug i might dap them up i might give them a fist bump but I'm not going to greet them with a tongue down their throat. 
So, um, then, of course, nobody fell for that because it was absolute bullshit. Uh, but then people started trolling Leela and blaming her for her husband cheating on her. And it's, I feel like that's something that's done every time, um, a woman's husband cheats on them. It's like, well, what did you do to lead them astray? Like, what did you do? And it's abusive behavior. It's absolutely abusive behavior. Um, what did you do to lead them astray? And so they started talking about her weight gain. Well, she's like 50 now and she still looks great, but she doesn't look how she looked 30 years ago. She just doesn't. It does. I mean, it just doesn't happen like that anymore. So, um, they were like, oh, you've gained weight and you probably couldn't keep him happy. So you're the reason why he cheated on you. Nah, fam, he cheated on you because he wanted to cheat on you. And Nicole was dirty for what she said. He was even more dirty for what he did. And people are wrong for blaming Leela for something that her husband did. Um, I'm tired of it. I'm absolutely tired of the bullshit that women are supposed to. I'm tired of the standard that women are supposed to be, are supposedly held to in order to keep these basic bottom ass dudes around I'm so tired of the hoops that women have to jump through in order to get the guys to do the absolute bare minimum all he had to do was honor his vows and I told you guys this once I probably told you guys this a million and one times I'm the type cheating is a hard line for me I know I've said that numerous times on dating episodes cheating is a very hard line for me if you don't want to be with me leave period I would rather you leave me than to cheat on me um because I would pay you the same respect like I'd be like you know what this isn't working we should end things because once you cheat on me and I don't trust you that once that trust is gone I can't be with you anymore I'm not gonna be with somebody who I can't trust period I'm not the type to look through cell phones I'm not the type to look through social media no if I can't trust you I can't be with you and excuse me um, I feel like, I don't know if she's going to take him back. I don't know if they're in the process of getting a divorce. <sighs> I hope that, and I've seen many of like Leela appreciation posts going around. Um, I was really heartbroken by the fact that the women were being blamed in these situations. Like the woman that was being cheated on. And the woman who was doing the, and like, so Leela, the woman who's being cheated on, cheated on, and Nicole. So Nicole was wrong because she knew he was married. She absolutely knew he was married. If you knew, if he was a family friend, you knew he was married. Um, but nobody was talking about the husband. Like, absolutely nobody was talking about the husband in the situation. The person who took the vows to say that he was going to love, honor, cherish, all that good stuff. His wife. And oftentimes that happens. And I'm, so, that, I mean, I'm, I'm tired of it. We've got to change this, y'all. We've got to change the narrative. And I say we as women because, I, well, excuse me, when I say we, I mean women because we amplify this shit, especially, especially older black women. Like, I don't know what kind of juice they fed y'all. I don't know what kind of lies you were told, but you don't, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a struggle love in a, in a sense. And you don't have to put up with it. Like, yeah, it's struggle love. I mean, there's no better way to put it. And you don't have to, you don't have to suffer through it. So we've got to do better, especially black women. 
Um, and especially black men, but women don't, don't, don't feed into that bullshit because I saw a lot of women amplifying, um, that message of, well, if she didn't let herself go, he wouldn't have cheated. No, if he wasn't an asshole, he wouldn't have cheated. If he didn't want to be with her, he could have left her. He, divorce is real. You can still get a divorce. Um, so yeah, uh, sorry y'all. This is a brain dump episode and it might seem like I'm rambling, I apologize for that. Uh, hopefully I have Tavaria on next week or, um, yeah, actually I want to have Tavaria on next week because there's a topic that I really want to talk or that I really want to have you guys hear us talk about. Um, so until then, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, I know I will. I'm actually turning 31 this Friday and I usually have like big plans for a birthday. I know last year I did. So last year I went to, last year I had a a happy hour because my birthday was in the middle of the week. So I had a happy hour. Um, And then I followed it up. I followed it up with my first trip to actually CDC and not uh, pass through there. (laughs) So I went to DC for the first time last year for my birthday. And that was a lot of fun. Um, But I don't have anything major planned this year. I think I'm just going to chill. 31's a, I think it's kind of a, a low-key age, I guess. So I'll be chilling in town. Uh, but I will be celebrating locally with friends. So um, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. And I cannot wait for you to guys, I can't wait for y'all to tune in next week for the episode that I have with Tavaria. Thank y'all. Bye.